this is not stuff we're just telling you we should try you should try to do. We are actually putting this into practice and it has helped me immensely. I read between 15 to 30 minutes every day. Mm. And that is why we have so many books and that is why I feel like when it comes to different areas even when I'm talking to coaches, those people that I work with, for me to have some education and knowledge, I I do that. I also do another thing called pocket and this yeah. isn't a reading lesson. But and it's all on leadership stuff, on active listening. For those of you that know me, I struggle with listening. So I'm learning how to listen better at 60. The point is, when we want to impact others and invest in other people, and as PJ said, dig deep and have strong roots and build a foundation built, and that thus we're building to last, you've got to make choices. Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. Dad, and I'm ready to roll this morning. And today we're going to be talking about our theme for the year. We've decided to do a theme each year, something to... Not necessarily corral topics, but just to guide them. And uh, this year, that theme is build to last. And uh, really excited about this theme. But tell us a little bit about it. Uh, Coach, what are you thinking? Well, first of all, I think it's really good. I love the word you used. Uh, I don't know if it's not just corralling everything into there. But there is this thing where, you know, it's good for us to have a... um, a direction in which to head. And that's why we chose build to last. All right. And, you know, I think we talked about one word. Uh, mm-hmm. And so my one word is invest and your one word is roots. Right. And, and, and both of those go back to build to last in a lot of things, which is part of how we chose it. Right. Yeah. No question. Um, and this is going to sound pretty simplistic and I, you know, I had someone ask me one time, do you guys script this? And we don't, we do some, communicating, but this is pretty much from our hearts, which I believe is one of our strengths. And all I could think of is, it's silly, but it's not, you know, the wise man builds his house upon a rock. Mm. Okay. So you, Mm -hmm. you gotta have like, you know, who you are and what you really want to do. And we live in the world of sinkholes. We live in Florida. We hear of uh, houses that are built uh, without good, strong foundations. And as those buildings go up and they're erected, they look really good up top. But if they're not um, built on a strong foundation, if there is not that old, you know, built upon the rock, there will be um, a, a a scenario where it will um, falter, you know, and it will, the uh, building's edifice that looks so good will topple. And then I, you know, I, I think of this all the time. Whenever I drive in the mountains of North Carolina, I'll see these houses and they're mm. up on cliffs. L- let me restate that. They're up on mountains. And I go, man, that's pretty cool. Whenever I'm on the coast, like when I'm in California, I see a house on a cliff and it's near the ocean and everything's <laughs> in the sand. I go, how's that? Careful folks, but how's that soccer going to stay up there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between that mountain home yeah. And that home on the cliff and the erosion and so forth. 
Um, so that's my first thought. You know, I I hope you don't mind. I'm gonna just jump right here, and then you yeah can for sure this. But I think you need to figure out when you build to last what your true north is. Yeah, what you really is your guiding. Uh, you know, for us as believers, it's Christ, and then that allows us to do this. And folks, if you have a piece of paper and pen, you might want to write these down. They're not original, but they are original in this context. That true north allows you to make decisions through principles. And those principles give you purpose. And that purpose allows you to make a plan. And that plan helps you then to make your priorities. And then you do your daily processes to reach those priorities, that plan, that purpose, and the principles. And so that may be like an... um, the big alliterated sermon, but you know, I, I think of this all the time. And right now, um, I am striving every day in striving to build my life, which will leave eternal value, building to last. I have processes that I do every day. Some of them, some would consider mundane, but they are building to leave a, a future of investment in um, our family. My own life is, you know, uh, our marriage. Your grand, uh, your kids, our grandkids, uh, investing, and even still, my parents, who my mom is struggling right now um, with memory loss, and my dad, who is dealing with that. We these are decisions we make, and the challenge for me and all that is, where do you find the time? Well, if I don't put it down and make it a daily process slash practice, but I want that stuff to build to last because it's what matters. It's mm. eternal. Yeah. Uh, love that. Um, starting with principles, moving to purpose, then to plans, then to priorities, then to processes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you wrote it down. Yes, I did. <laughs> I Good. tried to remember it and then I was nope. like too many. I gotta, I gotta write this yeah. down. Um, I, I love that. I, I think one of the things we want to do, and I, we're going to have some, uh, like we're going to make some t-shirts for this. Um, and part of my thought process behind that is, uh, we'll probably give some away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for me, I want some of these t-shirts so that, uh, and this is my whole thing with t-shirts with stuff on them is it's something that reminds me and something that I enjoy, sometimes enjoy. And sometimes are there lessons for me? So I'm wearing the light winds t-shirt right now. And that's just, it's a, a reminder. We've talked about that a couple episodes ago, light winds. You know, I see myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh, yeah, I pick it up in the morning. It's just a small reminder. And uh, I think we tend to not think about how important our surroundings are because they become invisible to us. But precisely because they are invisible is why they are so important. It, they're constant little reminders. Uh, uh, it makes me think of Freakonomics where they talk about the number one correlation between someone being a reader not causation but i think there is a there is causation you just have to be careful saying that but the number one correlation between someone being a reader and not being a reader is not whether their parents read to them it's the number of books in their house when they're a kid wow that's interesting well if for those of you who don't know this we are readers and <laughs> if that is a proof of it we have a library which we can't do i wish we could flip it around here we have books to my left yeah and there's probably 500 books there who knows but the funny thing is now, downstairs now I'm trying to estimate it yeah yeah downstairs pj and becky built these bookshelves that are just everybody comes in and goes oh those are awesome 
it's like a reading room and we have 2,500 down there or uh, well, probably up, up here, including probably yeah, so 2,000 to 2,500. Well, if I'm my doing my math, which guys, I wasn't a math guy, but I'm pretty strong in this now because I use a calculator. If there's 500 <laughs> here, there's 2,000 others. But the truth is, does Finn like to read? This is his oldest son. Yeah. He's getting better at that. I, I he, he does like to read. I shouldn't right. put it like that. No, he, he does. He does. They do. Um, I, that's me wanting him to read more, but he's six years old and he also has a switch. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. If you get down there, uh, t- people with switches that, you know, well, and here's the, here's the thing I wanted to mention with all this. And so I'm mentioning why I want to do the t-shirts. Um, but I want to bring it back around to, uh, build to last. You mentioned processes and building to last, uh, I love talking about the bookshelves because that was a very intentional decision. And people notice. And they don't even really think about why. Uh, Some people do. They come in and they say, wow, it's a really nice bookshelf. And then a lot of people say, oh, that's an interesting decision Mm. not to put a TV in the family room. And that was intentional. And I've actually been, I actually had some people criticize me come in like, oh, I wish I could, I wish we could watch something, but we can't. And I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be, (laughs) I didn't want to start that kind of conversation. But in my head, I was like, oh no, I guess we'll have to just sit here and talk to each other. (laughs) Communicate. Um, Interesting you say that. So for those of you who don't know, we have a next gen home. So uh, upstairs, they do have a TV. Multi-generation home. Yeah, multi-generation. Yeah, next gen so PJ and Becky have a TV upstairs, but not down in their main room. Okay. Yep. We have a TV in our main room because our main room's probably about uh, 20, 250 square feet from, for um, mom and I. Um, but last night um, we made a decision. And, and folks, this is not about reading, but this is about choices building the last. This is about priorities making processes. processes right. So mom is reading Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, by clear and i've read it i've actually i'm in the middle of it the second time and she's took it from me but <laughs> you guys don't know this and i think it's important for you as listeners to know this this is not stuff we're just telling you we should try you should try to do we are actually putting this into practice and it has helped me immensely i read between 15 to 30 minutes every day mm. and that is why we have so many books and that is why i feel like when it comes to different areas, even when I'm talking to coaches, those people that I work with, for me to have some education and knowledge, I I do that. I also do another thing called pocket. And this yeah. isn't a reading lesson, but and it's all on leadership stuff, on active listening. For those of you that know me, I struggle with listening. So I'm learning how to listen better at 60. The point is, when we want to impact others and invest in other people, and as PJ said, dig deep and have strong roots and build a foundation built and that thus we're building to last, you've got to make choices. Yes. I, I, the whole reading thing for me is an example. What we're doing is we're giving a concrete example of where do we want to go and we want to be leaders um, but more than being leaders, and, and by that it's not like, oh, thought leaders or whatever, everyone's a leader to those around them. So we are trying to be good leaders because we are trying to build the kingdom. So that's our first purpose, right? Uh, these principles that we're building out of. 
And in order to do that, ignorance will kill that. It will. And the, the truth is, is that knowledge gets passed down from generation to generation if you put in the work. So if I choose to put a TV downstairs, then I know that we are going to spend time watching TV, right? If you put screens in front of you, one of the things I've learned to do in the morning is when I write, which is funny because I write on a laptop, but I have to throw my phone. I literally throw my phone on the opposite couch because if I don't do that, when I get stuck, when I'm writing, the first thing I do is pick up my phone because my mind doesn't want to deal with the blank space. And so what you want to do is create real habits and it's all a back and forth movement, right? Where you have principles that create habits that then reinforce your principles. And that's really what this is, uh, that what we're talking about, this is the way that you accomplish building to last, but why do we do it? And for me, uh, I think it, Build to last, if I could put it a different way, is generational thinking. It's recognizing that I not only have the individual identity of PJ, which is important. I don't want to lose my Western civilization heritage, but, you know, also recognizing the weaknesses of the Western world, which is sometimes we're too individual focused. And so recognizing uh, there's not just me, there's also this corporate identity I have as a weary I have as a Christian. So investing in you is important because if you invest in you, it's so that you can impact and invest in others. And, and you're Rick, building something bigger that's to, to last. Yes. And th- so if you're going to build to last, it's not just, uh, you're going to build to last yourself. And I have written down here to talk about the physical. Okay. Um, but it's also recognizing that other people built for you and showing gratitude to the dead who built so that you could succeed. Right. And then passing that on and just not even like as an obligation, but just recognizing yourself as part of something bigger and something that extends beyond yourself. And that's what it takes to build to last. So I have an obligation to my kids. And I don't even like the word obligation because it removes the joy of it. Yeah, I have this incredible opportunity because there's, there's a joy element. Um, and it's very important to me I don't lose that. And it's been hard the last couple of days because... <laughs> I'm trying to get writing done, and my boys have been waking up early for reasons I don't understand. And uh, so I'm trying to get work done, and they're coming in, and I have to constantly tell myself to stop and recognize the joy of having them interrupt me. Okay. And uh, But it's not just about my kids. It's about their kids. It's right. about building the kingdom long term. And uh, you know, it's interesting because of the way our society is set up, we often look uh, should I say horizontally in time, like the people around us. And we don't think enough about the people uh, beyond us. If, and before us is what you said before. Yes. Like, I love it. The people before us, the people around us, and then the people beyond us. Yes. Whew. You know, you could do a whole section on that. The importance of understanding the people before us, recognizing, impacting the people around us, and then seeing in the long run, there's going to be people beyond us. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna write that down. So she shares. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't stop sharing because we're on a podcast. That's really good, Peach. Go. The uh, and so and just uh, because I touched on it and I don't want to, it'd be easy for me to forget. Um, just to start at the kind of mundane, why building to last from a physical perspective is health with a purpose. 
So, and they, they talk about this. If you want to get healthy, you don't just set up a routine. You set up a routine with a specific goal. And so for me, that goal is I want to live a long, as long as I can so that I can continue to contribute, right? Uh, and that was, you know, that's what got me to exercise. That's what got me to switch my diet. Uh, some of it was an energy thing as well, because and that was me figuring out that I had some dietary issues. But really, I want to, I want to live to be ninety something, because I want to see my great grandkids. Right, and invest in them. Yeah, and as a you know, and this is it, my my goal is to be, and I, I don't like using the word philosopher; it sounds pretentious, but to continue to contribute in terms of of, of thoughts for the kingdom of God, and. That's something that you can do and you can continue to do as long as you're mentally sharp. So um, I saw, I had a, sorry, I just, I had a teacher who, who contributed up until I think he was 90 and that's an incredible thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, I think it's interesting because I sent out a uh, text today and I want to thank some people at Nation of Coaches that have helped. I've given these quotes and they've created some really cool graphics. I send mm. them out to about 200 people a day. <clears throat> Many of those coaches Many of, but this was today's, and it's a book actually by a guy named Sanborn, but uh, the quote is anonymous because I think it was said way before him, but you don't need to be a title. You don't need a title to be a leader. Mm. And so, okay, so whether or not you're called a philosopher, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm looked at as uh, whatever God's allowing me to do. What matters is that I'm impacting those before me. I've been impacted, so I want to impact those around me. And beyond me is what we've talked about, BAB, B-A-B, folks. All right, before, around, and beyond. So you want to live as long as you can according to God's plan mm. to impact others, to leave deep, as your word for the year, roots yeah. in society. And it's a beautiful thing. And if God wants to take me early, then he takes me early. Well, yeah, like, you know, so like you, just, we, we you don't set have up that for choice. what you can. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have it. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know what? That allows us in regards to building the last, you build as long as you can. Yeah. That allows us to have freedom yep. without getting into all the different, I don't know if people know this, diseases out there. There's a couple. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but, but uh, and I'm not, I'm not, folks, I'm going to be real honest. I'm not just talking about coronavirus. Yeah. I'm talking about car accidents. Cancer. Cancer. Yeah. There's I can't, so many things we don't have control over. I can't focus on those things. I must focus on the privilege and the, as PJ said, the opportunities mm. that I have. And it allows you to live with a little bit more, my opinion, freedom yeah, and not fear. Yes. And, 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 and I'm not going to jump on it and make fun of other people, but I will say this. We need to focus on the opportunities and not on this death note that's out there. Yeah. Because there's, death is real. Life yeah. is real. Yeah. And whatever you're doing right now will last. It's, yes. But will it really last? What will last? Does it have any powerful and purposeful impact? Absolutely. Um, one of the other things I have down here is what is wealth? And what's interesting is, so there's being rich, which is its own thing. And then there's what people think of as wealth and uh, generally, when you pull that question, I've seen that a lot online. People talk about wealth as being generational, and I think that's important. I would want to define it a little differently 
um, and what I think puts it in scriptural terms. Uh, there's some really good proverbs uh, about don't, uh, you know, one of the most important pieces of clothing in old times was your cloak because that's what you slept under. That's what protected you from the cold. And don't let someone take your cloak as a payment for a debt. And so when we talk about wealth and we talk about generational living, generational thinking, to build to last is to make it so that your kids have the chance to live debt-free. Mm. And I think that's, you know, I, I don't think the idea is to make it so your kids don't have to work. Um, I, I, I don't think that's wise. No, I, exactly. So that's, and I think sometimes people are like, oh, I want to make it so my kids are just set up for life. And that actually can sets them up to fail, I think. Uh, not that... Not that having that money for them is bad, but if you set it up so that they don't, they like, they just go from yacht to yacht, that's a terrible life. It really is. So to set them up with purpose is so important. Um, and so when I look at this, what, I, what I'm talking about is I think owning land, if you can, is really important. Um, I think uh, because you don't want to live a life where you are constantly beholden to somebody else. And if you and if you rent, I mean, we've rented for sure. But You're right, most you, people do when they start out, right? Right. So, but the the point of this is setting it up so that uh, your children and yourself are not beholden to somebody else to exist, because you're constantly going to have to be instead of putting your your resources into your purpose you're putting your resources into somebody else's purpose. And so creating um, wealth it, for me and my goal is not to stop from working. It's to make it so that I can work on what matters. Mm, that's really good. Um, I want to, first of all, piggyback off. I had a, I have a man that I know that is a, a wonderful God-given gift um, to, uh, to, things that are everlasting. Mm. He's leaving a legacy of this. And you said something about being blessed financially. And truth is this man worked very, very wisely and hard. And those two are not always synonymous. Okay. Yeah, true. So he did this. And at the end of the year, he had seven asks in one day. Mm. Will you give to our, our organization in one day? Okay, folks, I don't know if that makes sense because he has taken what he has and given it to things that are eternal. Long story short is um, that doesn't mean having money is always easy because right. okay? there's challenges with being blessed. Some would say, well, I'd love those challenges. And uh, I would <laughs> say. You think of Fiddler on the Roof, yeah. Right? But, but yeah. <laughs> if money's a curse, may God, God strike, strike me, me with, with it. it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but the truth is we all have our challenges. Yeah. Whatever they may be. What you're saying, and what I think is really important and for everyone to grasp out there, is really, and I think this is building to last, is to live debt-free and to leave something, not so your kids don't have to work, but that they have to steward it. Yeah. And and understand how to use it, as well as, I know this gentleman, as well as others, they're young people, they're in teaching them how to steward it and to work. Yeah. Like we all need, that's, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't 
eat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So, I, I, but it's building to last. He's building to last. Go. Yeah. No. No. That's uh. That's huge. And I think uh. Even part of it uh. The whole work, uh, if a man doesn't work, neither should he eat. It obviously doesn't apply to people who literally can't work. For sure. And you want, well, the reason I bring this up is the other side of wealth is being able, uh, I think the one thing I would add is being able to take care of those who can't work. Right. The widow and the orphan. Yes. And and I think- Those in, with know, disabilities. That's yeah. where I was headed. Those yeah. that have struggles uh, health-wise, you know, you could serve them. Yes. And that's the way to think about it too, is that when you do create excess, it allows you to take care of those. Not, And I think this is the important thing, is that we don't want to reward laziness because that hurts both you and the person you're oh, giving to. It, but to like, everyone does what they can and then we make sure that they're taken care of. Um, and I, you know, I think people will read some economic and political things. I'm talking about from a moral standpoint, what I can do. So y'all can have those arguments somewhere else. <laughs> but um, I don't know if like, you want yeah. to go here, but Bill, the last, we've never been financially, um, I don't know if the word's strong, but, you know, solvent, whatever the terms are, it's been a challenge. And we're in a better situation we've ever been um, in the last 10 years, especially. Mm. But there have been choices that we made so we'd build in things that lasted way beyond finances. And that's people, investing in people. Yeah. You know, and when you did the 60th sexagenarian, whatever that thing was called, <laughs> birthday for me, thank you. You know, when you bring people on and we're able to reflect and then we have people comment or, you know, people on the birthday, those things matter. So all of this parallels to, you know, what is true wealth, you know, and what stuff that is building to last. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, well, actually one thing I wanted to add about the physical side that I realized I, I missed Yeah, is when we talk about getting things done, um, I mentioned, you know, I, I'm thinking food and exercise. These are important things for, for living in a way that I can contribute as long as I can. The other thing is rest is creating processes where it's something I can do for a long time. And uh, sometimes you have to lay some extra groundwork, uh, especially at the start of a business. A lot of business owners you talk to, the first two years are crazy. First three years are crazy because you're just getting the foundation laid. And one of the hardest transitions is, okay, you can put in that time, but you can't continue that time. And, uh, and that's something that we're literally in the middle of that transition where we have, uh, where we have to create stable, long term, and I think that's why a lot of businesses fail is that people can be successful for a short period, but not being able to create long term processes and habits, and that doesn't just stand for building a, a you know your own business though you know that's important. It's it's in life. It's uh, you know you have a job that you can do. Uh, and you want to do long-term or are you, and go ahead. No, yeah, I'm just, uh, man, I'm listening. And this morning I read about productivity by Cal Newport. Yeah. For those of you that know anything about productivity, Cal is, you know, he's talked about distractions and so forth, focus, learn, uh, um, focus work, so forth. And he, he's actually talking about a 32 hour work week, which some of you would just panic and say, yeah, that can't happen. Uh, long story short is, I'm saying that because as I'm listening to you, he brings up 
huge amounts of uh, data that talks about um, burnout and so forth. Mm. And for those of you that do get the little blurbs I do, I send them out on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. PJ does a great job of helping me put those together. I just walk and speak into a phone. But what I just did is on rest. So going back to what you said, yeah, we're ta- going back to my five Ps, one of the processes so I can uh, have longevity yeah, physically and yeah. the health so that I can do um, what I think is my do north and live by principles is m- your mom and I are trying to get to bed at 10. Okay. Yes. Now folks, for you, this is different. I, I don't, you know, we will watch a show. We love British um, crime crime, and so forth. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch some of them. But while we're doing that, folks, I don't, you know, you can't see it, but I have my focus planner here. Michael Hyatt focus planner. Love it. I do that in the evening while I'm watching that. I do my net. I prepare for my next day in bed at 10, trying to get up every day between 545 and six. The challenge we're facing is we'll wake up at three now because we've gotten this routine of sleeping five hours. Yeah. Um, which is from the past and it's not healthy. What I used to do is I, I get up in five or six hours every day. Yeah. Pound it, pound it, pound it. But th- what people didn't know is then 10 days later, I would sleep for nine hours and yeah. it was, it, th- there was no rhythm and I was always lack of energy at times. Some people wouldn't believe that cause I'm full of energy, but I think I'm, it's taking a toll it, or it took a toll. Yes. What PJ is saying and what is being presented here about building the last, it is not just exercise. It is not just your food. It is important to say, I'm setting a bedtime. I'm not going to watch 27 YouTube videos. I am not, because folks, Netflix binging does not accomplish a lot in life. That's going to sound harsh. Um, If you're binging on Netflix, it's not normally things where you're learning. (laughs) No, no. And it's not bad to take time off, but when you talk about 27 videos, right. No, but this is, and I love, um, I'm being very respectful. I love this next generation. I think it's going to be one of the biggest challenges they face. Not not necessarily their fault. And I think sometimes people exactly. make it an innate thing to a generation. It's not. It's a new temptation that we didn't have oh, if I up. had had it, would I be doing it? Yeah. The answer is yes. Well, why can we speak to this? Because we have binged Netflix. Well, I think oh, oh, a lot of people have. We binged Netflix. Um, uh, folks, I used to be like so frustrated with Game Boys and uh, PS4s, 5s, you know, whatever. Uh, not only the PlayStation, but the Xbox, whatever. But here's the truth. When I was a kid and I was bored, I went outside and played. If there had been an Xbox and I was a kid and I was bored, I would have played the Xbox. Yeah. Instead of going out in 90, well, we weren't even living in Florida, but why go go out in the heat? Well, so we need to be very careful that we're not judging. Yeah, yeah, Um, We're finding, I, I can remember telling my mom, I'm bored. Can I go to uh, you know down to the park and meet my friends? And uh, long story short, is every generation has a chance, uh, a challenge. But what are you doing to build things that last? There's one as we close up here. There's mm-hmm. one. There's one uh, concept that I would really like to talk about, and that is well, the let's idea go. Let's of talk compound about the- interest. So mm. we understand that from a money perspective. I think most people do, right? Yep. You put it in, and even that just 6%, 8%, uh, at, cumulatively over time, 
can make you a millionaire if you only put in a couple thousand dollars 50 years beforehand. Right, 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 right. right. Exponential growth. Exponential growth. What people don't understand, and what I've come to understand, um, and I actually got this from watching a Warren Buffett uh, like biopic thing, but I think he's correct, is that that works with a lot of things in life. Very much so. So uh, when we talk about building to last, because we didn't touch on uh, the mental side of things and the spiritual side of things, if I could leave you with one thought, it's this. If you just put in one extra step into your mental life and your spiritual life every day, it's not just that you're adding plus one every day. It's that in the years to come, you're going to have exponential growth. So it's going to be plus 10 and then plus 30 and plus 40. The, that you continue to grow will, have, will make an exponential difference as you continue. And that doesn't just stand for you. And I want to tie that finally to generational thinking. That your habits and your growth is something you can pass on to your kids because and will things be exponential. Are not, yeah, they're not always taught. They're what? They're caught. Yes. So I'm going to give you the best illustration I can think of of exponential growth that doesn't deal with money. Mm. I want this and may send it directly to this man. Mike Lightfoot coaches at Bethel uh, College in Mishawaka. Does not now. Retired. There was actually pictures of him the other day in his retirement crying. Jackie's crying because that's what Jackie's going to do because they were both all in. And because they were both all in, that was their their moral, like true north. Like we're going to impact through athletics, through coaching basketball. Mike impacted 12 guys every year. Now, folks, understand this about college. That's 12, four leave. You get four more in. Mm-hmm. Okay, or three leave, depending on the core. Sure. And so he has impacted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in his, I think he coached uh, 30 years. It might have been 29. So folks might can verify this later on. But here's the kicker. He has right now in Indiana 30 guys that he coached that are high school coaches. And there's four guys every At, year. Yeah. Yes. And that, that, those tentacles yeah. starting here with Mike Lightfoot, actually with Homer Drew, who yeah. coached Mike, yeah. coached with Mike. Yep. Okay. Co- coached him and coached with him. And, you know, we can't even talk about Bryce and Scott Drew. But one man, the tentacles coming out yes. are so far reaching. Yes. And, man, I hope you hear this, Mike. You have left a legacy of mm-hmm. investing that has been building every day. To last. Yes. And to me, that is awesome. Yep. And that is why we, PJ and I, sit here and say, we want to have a life which builds to last. Absolutely. Love it. Love it too. Appreciate you. Love you. Love you.